0: Hello, Lisa. Hello, Diana.
1: Welcome to Should We?
0: Creative conversations about the everyday choices that make us.
1: So, what should we talk about? Should we write letters? Oh, yeah.
0: So how did this start?
1: Well, we both, in theory, believe in morning pages.
0: In theory. In theory. We've both done morning pages at different times in different forms.
1: And this is the idea from The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, which we bring up. In every episode, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, her take on it is, every morning should begin with writing three pages longhand. I have never written my three pages longhand. I actually bought a notebook to do it, and then I got bored after two pages because my hand doesn't do that anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and note the should. Oh, yeah. Every morning should begin. Every morning,
1: yes. Every morning deserves to begin. I don't know. I generally find her very compassionate and gentle with her insistences. Um so that's the idea and actually one of the most compelling things to be about mor- to me about morning pages was Julia Cameron's uh claim that they were like effectively meditation for very busy minds like had oh, many yeah. of the same which really liberated me from the should of I should be meditating.
0: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it's so heavy the should of meditation. I will say I I have had positive experiences with meditation. It's like a real should. Oh, yeah. You know, like, should we meditate? Yes. Definitely. I
1: read a lot of books about meditation, (laughs) actually. Like, I'm usually reading a book about meditation without doing it at all. Yeah. But I like reading about it a lot. It makes a lot of sense. It's a great idea. Yeah, great idea. So anyway, Morning Pages, part of what was soothing to me about them was the idea that I could do them instead of meditation and achieve some of the same benefits of being in touch with where my mind is at, with allowing whatever is to emerge without trying to be a certain way, just, you know, just watch what's happening and in the case of Morning Pages, record it. Yeah. But.
0: Uh, But um, neither of us has like stuck with it over the long haul. Because it is not that
1: satisfying.
0: Uh. Or it hasn't been for yeah. us, you, like in the times when I was doing it, it was very useful. I was super into it. This is how we are with a lot mm-hmm, of things, mm-hmm. you know? And then, um, so so I wasn't writing morning pages, but then what happened? It might have been while I was traveling. Mm. And our so our communication was a little more asynchronous because like, our hours of being awake weren't overlapping as Mm -hmm. much. I think that was it, and I was like having a really hard time while I was in Europe. I was like really homesick, really struggling. I think that was the time where I sent you a letter, an email. Mm -hmm. They started as
1: postcards. Subject line, a postcard from France.
0: Yeah. And then it evolved into like a pretty regular letter writing habit, back and forth.
1: Yeah, well you started doing it and then I was like, this is great, I love reading these and I love the idea that Lisa would read mine.
0: Yeah, yeah. And okay, what have we gotten out of it thus far?
1: Well, as a reader, I am happy every day you write one and sort of bummed out every day I don't get one because there comes a point, I usually like um, am at work before your letter comes because we keep slightly different schedules. So
0: My schedule is late. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm usually at the office by the time this letter would come. And so there comes a point in the afternoon when I am like really spent and looking for five minutes of distraction and I mindlessly go to my personal email on like my phone or something and then I find this letter from you and I'm m- immediately sucked in and completely get what I was looking for which is full distraction from the flow of work. And it's so great. And what I noticed that's so great is, like, almost the worse you feel, the more interesting it is. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't want you to feel bad ever, but the, like, most compelling letters are the ones where I'm, like, drawn into visceral misery.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because it's like that's how... A lot of great art gets made in mm-hmm. music. I mean, like the best songs are about breakups, totally heartbreak, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really hard to feel that, to it, like it's you can believe that intellectually, but then when you're experiencing misery, the idea of like, well, I could make something of this <laughs> right.
1: is like really hard, really hard, especially because I think from a low place, it's really possible to imagine that. You know, I wouldn't, my, my go-to wouldn't be to publish my misery uh, to the world in full visceral form in real time because I don't want people to worry about me. Right. So then
0: I was just going to say, what makes this possible for us? Because there are some, I think there are really some understood parameters that we haven't necessarily talked about, but they're kind of true for our friendship in general. Mm-hmm. One is like, well, I think it's expressed very well by what we learned through our coach training, which is the belief that the other person is naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. Mm-hmm. That they don't need rescuing. No. You know, and that it's totally okay to experience a whole range of emotion including like despair or grief or whatever and that doesn't need to prompt like any kind of like fire whatever. drill
1: or yeah yeah totally and I think that actually part of what I get out of writing to you is being able to inhabit the space of Lisa isn't worried about me
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's really a relief for me, too. And, yeah, what else makes it possible?
1: I mean, I have more to say about that point. Like, sometimes I worry about me, and but as I'm writing to you, I'm able to feel what it would be like to not be worried. <laughs> I have total confidence that you will not worry about me most of the time. And that's really nice to realize bunch of stuff is just part of life you know like the ups and downs are a part of life and uh yeah I think that knowing there's somebody who will receive it that way and really trusting that because it's been true over our many years of relationship is very supportive to me like I get something out of just writing to you even though a thing we don't do is respond to each other's letters with letters.
0: Right right it's not so much of like a pen pal thing um, where you're, like, asking questions and responding back. I mean, we do that more in the podcast, I guess.
1: And on Slack, and in, on our, Slack. in our 40-plus Slack channels. Like, what's <laughs> funny is that <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't talked about this in a while, so I think that it's worth saying. We have this Slack team for just the two of us that has over 40 different rooms. Probably has more now. Probably yeah. more like 60. And what's amazing about this is that we can have multi-threaded chat so we have like a books room, I guess it's called like a channel in Slack. We yeah. have a books channel that's both about writing books and reading books. Yeah, oh I like that. And
0: yeah, then like we, that have,
1: we have like a, a dream life channel that's about the finest things that happen to us.
0: Yeah, and then we have a pep talk channel. And so this is something that I feel like, this is like a pro tip for friendship to like somehow create a space where there can be misery and celebration in parallel Mm -hmm. is super important because I think it really helps with, so for example, we can have a day where one of us is in horrible misery and a day when the other one had a major success And the person who had this success doesn't have to hold back Mm -hmm. and not say it because they know the other person is sad. They can like put their success in the celebration channel and then, you know, attend to the pep talk channel.
1: Yeah. They can coexist. It's so wonderful. And we can maintain multiple conversations at once because they're sort of neatly organized. And it's all of a piece, but you know the pep talk channel you know you put stuff there when you might need a pep talk (laughs) (laughs) like that's normally where we put the bad stuff and the pep talk part is not like like it's mostly just compassionate responses and maybe like a shift in perspective yeah you know maybe we could have a channel that was just for misery that we don't we just want commiseration on but we haven't needed that so far
0: yeah, and so I think, I i mean, I guess I was describing times when we are having radically different emotional experiences, but I think what happens more often is that each of us is having radically different emotional experiences at the same time, yeah. so like very often… I post something in pep talk and then I post something in dream life. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's such a good reflection on how life is. Yeah.
1: I feel like we could partner with a data scientist at some point to just map out what happens where, like actually just the timeline of pep talk messages from each of us and dream life messages from each of us. And like, what's, what's our shopping style a style channel yeah. <laughs> yeah you know because everything happens at once but I'm sure there's ebbs and flows like we will become you know preoccupied with one of the channels for a moment for like a week and then abandon it until six months later when something else comes up on the same topic but pep talk and dream life and uh, style are some of our mainstays and books and books oh yeah.
0: So yeah um I feel like this kind of relates to our previous episode about stress. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it totally makes sense that like right around the times when something great is happening, also it's stressful,
1: Mm -hmm. something
0: stressful comes up. Um, There's like, I think there's a connection there.
1: Yeah, right, I think that the, the ebbs and flows are not of good and bad, but of like intensity and And retreat
0: (laughs) yeah and there was also um I feel like there was a really interesting turning point in our style channel uh do you remember no oh okay and I think it was in this channel basically what happened was at some point we realized that like We kind of just enable each other's purchases, desires, you know? So it would be like, I really want this thing that I don't need or look at this amazing sweater.
1: lavender Oxfords with a pink transparent chunky heel.
0: Exactly. (laughs) So it's like one of us posts a thing like that and the other person like oohs and ahs and is like, yeah, you got to have it. Yeah. Right? And that was just kind of our default Mm -hmm. with stuff like that. Which was, I think it it had a thoughtfulness behind it, which was like, you don't have to be wrong for wanting that. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be wrong to go have it, too, if, if that's what you really want. But then it, it was like, wait, um, maybe there's a, maybe we, I, I realized, like, maybe I don't always want to just be enabling. Mm-hmm. And maybe I don't always just want enabling from you Mm -hmm. and so sometimes now we ask each other for like like here's the thing I want will you
1: try to convince me that I don't want it (laughs) and that's
0: really helpful yeah
1: it is really helpful because sometimes just being seized by a want like can we talk about the wing for a moment yes (laughs) we
0: can talk about it it's gonna be hard and like we should keep in mind like We probably have listeners who have no idea what the wing is. Listeners who desperately want a wing membership but can't have one um, for a variety of reasons. They don't live near one or they can't afford it or they have other priorities. Um, And then listeners who have a wing membership. (laughs) They're having it.
1: And have had one for a while.
0: Yeah, right. Um, Are there other groups?
1: Those are the main ones. Okay, those are the main ones. So with that in mind... People who hate the idea of the wing might be
0: another. We were like, everyone wants
1: wants to be a part of the wing. It's just a question of...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, so should we say what it is? Sure. It's complicated. (laughs) It's like... um, Okay. I don't even know which words to use because they're all like um biased or political or whatever. So, one way to describe it is the wing is a co-working space for women only. And I I don't know if they include non-binary people. I think they I do, think they but do. they're
1: very they're very women forward in their messaging. Like yeah. I think that in their policies they embrace more, but in their language they're very sort of Women, 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 women. Mm-hmm. To the point that their their camp, their summer camp, is called No Man's Land.
0: Yes, right. Okay, so there are a lot of reasons why um, that we could talk about what's problematic about that. Should we say something
1: about mm, that? Well, I think that there's something here about like the wing as a lifestyle brand for belonging. And when you have a lifestyle brand that's about belonging, it's pretty a bummer if you're excluding people because right. everyone wants belonging.
0: Right. So, so okay. Uh, the wing, I, I observe, does not seem to really want to advertise itself as like a co-working space. Right. It's a society, mm-hmm. a club. club. Um, They're like about page or something kind of, Mod- draws from, like, a history of women's societies that, you know, got together to initiate, to, to take political action, mm-hmm. you know? It's basically like, here's, let's draw a clear line between, like, women's suffrage and, like, the wing, yeah. okay? Which is a kind of a leap.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also, their social media presence, by which I mean Instagram, never ever ever shows photos of people working there
0: oh right yeah absolutely
1: not it's just events and maybe like reading in a pink velvet chair
0: right right Um, and so there's this problematic thing of like like is the way forward for feminism like create exclusive spaces for people who fit within a particular definition of woman, mm-hmm. um, or is the way forward more about like equality for all? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's there's like a lot. This is like in in graduate school, there was this like key phrase that would always be, someone would be like, "I just want to problematize that." <laughs> And then they would just, like, say whatever they wanted to say. So, you know, we just kind of, like, problematized that lightly. Mm-hmm. We could go on forever. Here's the thing, though. My, like, 16-year-old self wants a wing membership. I want everything they have in that Instagram feed. I just want it. I mo- I want that pink velvet seat.
1: That rainbow organized bookshelf.
0: Yeah. Um, it's like a thing that's so hard to explain. It's like, I don't know, but they just how did the design agencies that they hired are really good at their job. Mm -hmm. They designed something that I that makes me like drool Mm -hmm. when I look at the Instagram photos. Ed unfollowed link by the way. Wow, that's so extreme. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, yeah. The the wing,
1: yeah, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. And I think how we got there was, um, oh, life beyond enablement, like life beyond <sighs> enabling each other. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh! Yeah. So so basically, at the end of the day, the the wing does not make any sense for me. <laughs> when I am not. At an office that I have to be at like I have I have the energy to get to an office I have to be at like a few days a week (laughs) not even five let's be honest Um, I don't have energy to go anywhere else like I'm I I have other stuff I do outside of being in an office that's like work I prefer to do it in my own house. I'm too tired to go to, like, commute to another place, different neighborhood. Seriously. No way. Also, you know, it's expensive. I mean, do you know what housing prices are like (laughs) here in San Francisco? I'm going to pay for, like, another place to go. But I, oh, but it's so beautiful. And And I knew so much that if I got the membership... I would not use it because I don't have the energy to. It doesn't fit into my life yeah. in a natural way that like solves some problem for me, whatever. So it would just be, I would pay a lot of money and feel guilty, kind of like joining a beautiful gym mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it could definitely, of course it could be the right decision for someone else, um, but it wasn't the right decision for me, at least not then. You were actually craving the
1: decor more than the community.
0: I just wanted the decor, <laughs> but I I mean, community could be nice too. Yeah, but do we do we really
1: do we really want to <laughs> <I'm> Too tired. <laughs> too tired. <laughs> oh. Could be nice to have the option sometimes, but it's mainly really the the decor.
0: Diana, I want to preserve the option that at some point I become a member. Of yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think they would still let me even after I've said all this?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. They want my money. They And I think they they want people. What I really think about the wing is they want people to explore their depths. They <laughs> 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 don't really advertise that, but I just feel that it must be true. And that's because I'm very attached to the brand, despite never having been to one. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it's probably one of the brands that I'm the most attached to um, because they've done a really good job of creating something desirable.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. They they made something that's desirable even beyond like this solves a problem for me.
1: Right. Exactly. It's
0: very aspirational.
1: It's very aspirational. And I think that some of what I get when I look at the Wings Instagram feed is just wishing I had like imagining a life where I have more energy and make more friends, (laughs) you
0: know. (laughs) yeah. I mean, like when, when I followed their Instagram, it was like the aspiration for me is like, I'm the kind of person I I become the kind of person who wakes up at 6am to go out of my way to a beautiful space and writes for hours in it while reclining on a pink velvet couch Mm. and wearing a sleek (laughs) jumpsuit and very interesting shoes. And then also, then do my other stuff and then come back in the evening for really important conversations with women. I admire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's not really where I'm at right
1: now. No, no. Well, anyway, fortunately, mostly through other conversations, but the conversations were reinforced through recapping them in our Slack channels. You made a, you came to a conclusion.
0: I came to a conclusion. Uh, well, I did some like calculation. First I did a lot of emotional work mm-hmm. and uh, processing my feelings about this and then I made some calculations. Okay, let's look at what I would spend on a wing membership over the course of a year. It, and it requires a year long commitment. Um, uh, can I afford that? Like sort of I guess but is it the thing I want to spend that money on and then what else could I spend that Mm -hmm. money on that might fit better into my life and I was like oh it's mainly the decor I'm after my workspace my home workspace is currently like a corner of my bedroom and it at a kitchen table I bought at a yard sale in Atlanta for 40 (sighs) dollars several years ago that wobbles like I think what I actually need is a new desk <laughs> that would solve a lot of the aspiration yeah. like if it were a little bit of a glamorous desk like that would do it for me mm-hmm. so I'm really glad that in our you know slack channels you know you were able to like empathize with me about the wanting but you also weren't like
1: buy it now, buy Right, it now. right, right. Why we want the things we want and like lingering on the want without enabling the action is sort of where we're at now. But we've now popped down like multiple levels. Should we oh, write yeah. letters? Let us into like the role of our multiple Slack channels. Let us into uh, a case study on a thing that we decided not to enable each other on, but to respect and admire the desire that related to it. And so like, should we enable each other? No, but there's something else we should do, but I can't put words to it.
0: Well, I think it's like, should we be friends?
1: (laughs) Should we be friends, yeah. Which is,
0: the answer is obviously yes. Yeah. Um, But I think like, we're at a point where having been friends for like, more than 10 years, and having done so much work to cultivate self-awareness, we get to look at, like, okay, what are the factors that really help us keep being friends, Mm -hmm. keep being good friends to each other, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think some of these things that are, like, reflected in the structure of our Slack channels or whatever are, like, it's nice to look at those and be like, oh, what is behind that?
1: Yeah, and I think that being friends means being there for each other and growing together and it's been so nice to have these many different channels both slack and you know non-slack channels for for being there for each other and you know I definitely get to a deeper place of self-awareness because we spend so much time talking with each other like every day in slack basically, minimum, and then also possibly a letter each day, and then also for hours at the recording studio like we're doing right now. We spend a lot of time talking with each other, but we're still not there for every minute of each other's lives. And so all the time, I will say something that's going on for me right now, and you'll tell me about a thing it reminds you of that I experienced before, and that lets me create a connection, and vice versa. I think that just being able to have someone to help track and notice the patterns of life and to connect dots that wouldn't otherwise connect is really helpful. Mm -hmm. And we're able to do that partly because we share so completely with each other. Mm -hmm. I think we're really not afraid to look bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely helpful. And that probably just started because of the fact that we were college roommates. So like (laughs) you just look bad all the time in your college dorm. There's no way around it.
1: The lighting is horrible. Your skin is a mess. You're like always eating things you shouldn't eat in bed. In bed, <laughs> in bed. <laughs> <laughs> and like three weeks behind on laundry. You're usually crying. You're usually crying. You either,
0: terrible. either you're crying, you've recently <laughs> cried, or you're gonna cry
1: soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been a it's been a road where we're not quite at ten years of friendship. Oh, no, we're over 10 years of friendship.
0: We totally are. Yeah. Because, you did, did you know our 10-year college reunion? Oh, yeah?
1: Did we go? Nope.
0: Well, it's coming up. Oh, it's coming up? It hasn't up? happened. Oh,
1: okay. Well, I didn't go to my five-year business school reunion, so that's what I was remembering.
0: Oh, yeah. I haven't gone to any reunions, but are you going to go?
1: I don't know. I'd kind of rather go on a retreat with you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that idea. We'll create our own reunion. Yeah, reuniting with
1: each other <laughs> after like a week apart. I know.
0: <laughs> I know. Um yeah, so so should we be friends? I think it's really um nice to like reflect on on what are the things that that uh, work for us and like you've uh, some you described it as being a believing mirror mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. that's a ju- another Julia Cameronism
0: oh good yeah thanks Julia she's like the phantom third friend <laughs> 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 but I think that m- metaphor is really true where it's like no matter what it is or what slack channel we're in it's like I I want for you what you really want mm-hmm. y- you know and mm-hmm. I believe in you no matter what.
1: Yeah. And there's actually something symmetrical with coaching where we're, de- I mean, we like have been friends way longer than we've been coaches and we don't coach each other. But, um, You know, the idea of being naturally creative, resourceful, and whole, unconditional positive regard is also a phrase from uh, the leadership program I did as part of the same institute, the Coaches Training Institute. Like, I hold you in unconditional positive regard, you know, there's nothing you can do that will make me think less of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always sort of expect that you'll figure it out and like believe the best and you, there's probably something you could do to make me think less of you, but you've never done it in, in over ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so unconditional positive regard, and then also structures. There's this idea in coaching of creating structures that support the life you want, or support your values, support, um, support you. And we've invented a lot of structures and modified a bunch of structures to support our friendship, and. We don't actually hang out that much. Like our friendship does not take the form of going to cute shops together that often or like doing anything actually. (laughs) You know, we don't do that much. We
0: correspond a lot.
1: We correspond a lot.
0: (laughs) Like it's kind of a good match in that we both um, enjoy writing, you know. So that's how we express ourselves. And so it just takes lots of different forms.
1: Yeah, we have like a whole portfolio of ways we correspond with each other and only with each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. I w- and I was just thinking, as you mentioned the Coaches Training Institute, I was thinking like, okay, I'm the listener and I'm like, great that you're friends. Like, what am I supposed to take from this? <laughs> good for
1: you. Yeah, good
0: for you. Um, but I was just thinking that a lot of the things the things we've described are things that were reinforced for me and taught in a structured way at the coaches training institute and so if some of the things we're talking about are things that you like really want to cultivate in yourself or in relationship to other people then I definitely recommend the coaches training institute even if you don't want to be a coach there are programs for different audiences and then the like the first course the fundamentals weekend is like really broadly applicable no matter what you want to do with it
1: and you can do just that one it's a preview of all the coaching techniques and a lot of people just do the one three day course and call it quits but use it as sort of a a life learning experience and i think that what you're saying is so true because we've always been friends. We've always supported each other. I mean, we haven't, we've not been friends for over 10 years, but not like <laughs> since the day we were born. We've been friends for a really long time. But our friendship has definitely changed since we both took coach training. And I think it's partly because I had a bunch of beliefs, unspoken beliefs about friendship being about unconditional support with it, that did relate to enablement, like that did relate to enabling each other and they just were unexamined. But one of the things that coaching, coach training is really good for is training the muscle of what they call holding the client's agenda, like holding the client's larger agenda and goals and knowing when to support them and like reinforce and when to challenge and really feeling that out. And I think that I just hadn't realized that challenging could be an act of love. Like I kinda knew that and I knew that tough love was a thing, but I didn't know when to use it. I felt afraid that it would be discouraging or mean. And so I never built that muscle and I didn't really use it in our friendship. And I think that now because of all the practice coaching, I have this awareness running through all the time of like what's really going on and what's beneath the surface and how does this relate to the bigger picture and so sometimes the loving thing to do is to challenge each other
0: mm mm-hmm. definitely yeah and so i think over time we we've cultivated like new tools that that add to our friendship and what's possible for us in terms of relating to each other there, i remember there was a chapter where we were like um, getting into like confrontation Mm -hmm. like like we're both pretty conflict averse naturally and so there was a time where we it was like whenever tensions come up um we're gonna go at them directly it was like really hard Mm -hmm. to do that but we got ourselves to do it
1: yeah, and I was really proud of us for that. And mostly what we did was we restructured things so that there's less conflict, you know. <laughs> but now, I mean, it's so it, it's so great to be in this moment of ease and comfort with each other, but with the history of knowing that challenging isn't the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And one idea that's coming up for me, you had said, like, go to the Coaches Training Institute if you're interested in learning some of these things in a structured way, things that helped us even 10 years into our friendship. Um And another idea is go with a friend. You know, go to fundamentals with a friend and see what that does for your friendship. Yeah.
0: I have heard of uh, partners going. Uh, That seems really brave to (laughs) me. (laughs) I feel like more often I've heard of like one partner goes and then later another person takes it up because they get curious. Um, I've also met a couple that did it together. That seems interesting.
1: Yeah, and you know, I went with a colleague who I didn't know that well, and we became really close friends through the process. So, the point is just that conversations about how to have good conversations and conversations about how to support each other in life are not so common. They're not like everyday things, especially to go deep on and. Going deep on that can be supportive of having a richer life, but also going deep on it with someone else can be supportive of that relationship cuz you're both kind of on the train at the same time.
0: It's making me think about something that's coming up for us, like a thing for us to talk about, which is like you're going to have a baby.
1: I'm going to have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like it's a it's a new chapter in your life. And it gets to be a new chapter in our friendship. where yeah. like, you know, I'm sure there will be things that will change. Things will redefine. So it'll be i'm I'm really curious to see, like what what that will look like,
1: yeah. And the thing that just came up for me is like, I kind of want you to be friends with the baby. <laughs> I kind <laughs> you know? of want to be friends
0: with the baby too.
1: <laughs> so that's actually a different way of thinking about it versus like, uh, you know, like godparent or something else. Like what I really wish for is for you to be f- friends with this baby.
0: So. We're going to be friends. <laughs> I can feel it already.
1: <laughs> well, Thank you so much, Lisa. And thank you to Women's Audio Mission for being a great recording home for us.
0: Should you tune in next time?
1: We'll leave it to you.